Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters, and we're two pastors, one podcast. On each episode, we'll be answering one of your questions about God, the Bible, faith, and life. We're so excited you're joining us. Good morning, I'm Michelle. And I'm Eric. And we are having a slight technical difficulty, we think, but we're just going to carry on and see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And the technical difficulty includes both the microphone and the antler chomping in the yes, background. Always, yes. always. Can't have that. Yeah. Can't not have that. Okay, so let's see. We are on the seven deadly sins. We are. Last week we covered gluttony. Yep. And then you preached on fasting. On fasting, which was kind of ironic, I thought. Yeah, it yeah. works, right? Yeah, I mean, it worked out. Well, that's why we're doing the seven deadly sins, because they sort of correspond with Lent and, yeah, yeah. you know, you should probably be giving up the seven deadly sins. Yeah, yeah, you definitely want to avoid them. <laughs> you want right. to avoid them, right. right? But we talked about gluttony and in our culture, it can be hard to avoid that. Yes. Right? But mm-hmm. Lent helps us with that and fasting helps us with that. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping some people from our church or whoever heard your sermon will take on a on a fast. Yeah, I hope so too. I think uh, it seems like many people have taken on a traditional Lenten fast of giving up, you know, something for mm-hmm. Lent, one thing for the 40 days of Lent. Uh, and so I'll be curious to know if anyone, um, first of all, if they took a reprieve on Sunday, thought, hey, woohoo, I got a day off. You know, oh, because you talked go, about right. that. Yes. Well, we should explain that. So Lent right. is 40 days. I think we've said it before. The Sundays right. do not count because if the Sundays count, it would be like 46, 46. Right. days. So if you are so inclined on Sunday, you can actually give up your Lenten fast mm-hmm. because it's a feast day. Sundays are always feast days in the church. Right. And so it's the day of the Lord's uh, resurrection. And so, therefore, it always counts as a day of celebration mm-hmm. and of rejoicing. And it's really up to you as an individual. I mean, you're you're welcome to, uh, you know, in, in my case, sit down and have a glass of wine or something. Mm-hmm. But you don't feel like you have to. I mean, some people find it easier just to give something up once and let it right. stay given up for 40 days rather and than, you know, give it up every six every days. Every week, yes. Right. And you actually used to be like that. I did. You yeah. used to just go mm-hmm. straight because it helped you. And I was talking to a man from our church yesterday. That's what he's going to do, too, because he was saying, you know, I'm on a roll here. I feel like if I take it off on Sunday, yeah. it's going to be hard again. And that is true. That it can be true. true. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, so it's really you got to do you as an yeah, what right. you do. Yes. Do not make a law where God has made no law. That's, that's what right. I'm reading in Mark right now. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that was fasting. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, and then you went on a fishing trip. Yes, went on a great fishing trip. Had a wonderful time. The, the fishing itself was... Uh, was both terrible and good, if that makes sense. <laughs> so it was terrible because the, the freeze that we had a couple weeks ago here in Texas just absolutely destroyed the fishery. I mean, we were uh, as, as we would ride around in the boat, there were literally tens of thousands of dead fish washed up on the shore Ugh, mile after mile after mile. That sounds so bad. So it was just terrible. This is at the Gulf, This is the at the Gulf, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the fishing in that sense was terrible, but the fishing in another sense was, was really good because even though a lot of fish had been killed off, uh, we still managed to catch, I want to say, 15 or 20 fish or something. Okay. Which, uh, in the past, you've caught, like, what? Oh, like 60 or 50. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, but I also caught the biggest fish I've ever caught in my life. Nice. So that was really nice. And then I saw the, the There's fellow There's a picture of that me. on Facebook okay. if you want to see it. Mm-hmm. And the, the fellow who took me and who hosted me, uh, Lemuel Sinclair, he spent about 15 minutes or so reeling in what is easily the biggest fish I've ever seen caught with my own two eyes. Really? This thing was just... Because he's caught some things in his time. Oh, yes, he has. But mm-hmm. this thing was a monster. I mean, the, the, the fishing rod was bent over the entire time. Okay. 
uh, the, the thing was, uh, it, it was bigger than, we, we had a yardstick that we were measuring fish with, and it was bigger than the yardstick. Oh, wow. Uh, he held it up, it went from his arms all the way down to the, all the way down to his ankles. It was just a okay. huge, huge fish. Of course, awesome. they threw it back in, right? Fine. Oh, he did? Why? Yeah, well, because it's a monster fish, so you want to throw it back in there and let it continue to breed in the Oh, I, did re- I didn't realize he threw it back yeah. in. Yeah. Okay, because it was, and you came back with some what, red snapper or something? Uh, black drum. Oh, black yes, drum. That's why we love you. <laughs> red snapper, so, black drum, whatever. It's all the same. It's Yellowfin the same. tuna. Right. We have, now we have venison and fish. That's about all we have in terms of meat in our in our house. But right now we've got venison and fish. Yeah, yeah. And what more you do you and, really need? You and life. Sam have brought home. Okay, good. All right, so today we are talking about greed. Which sort of follows. I mean, gluttony, greed, yeah, it's all about too yeah. much, right? Well, and that's exactly what I was thinking about. Is, you know, last week we made the point that um, that gluttony, like drunkenness, okay. uh, that, that gluttony is an excess appetite for what God has made good. You know, God has given us food. God mm-hmm. has given us wine. Uh, the Bible talks about the Bible talks about enjoying food and wine as a sign of blessing, yep. you know, both in Old and New Testaments. Uh, but just as drunkenness is an excessive appetite yep. for wine, so too gluttony is an excessive appetite for food. Yeah. Uh, in the same way, I'd say that greed is an excessive mm. appetite, uh, to, to use a narrow sense, an excessive appetite for money. For money. For mm-hmm. wealth. Right. Um, because there are, you know, wealth is, wealth can be, in and of itself, it can be a sign of blessing from God. Okay. It can be. It can be. Not, not necessarily, always, that's right? for not sure. Not always, mm-hmm. right? But it can be. Uh, and so, for example, when you look in the Old Testament, you know most of the patriarchs were. Uh, the Bible goes uh, makes the point that they were they were blessed with wealth. You know, Abraham had great yes. flocks and herds. So many they had to separate, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, King David was blessed with great wealth. Okay. King Solomon oh, was blessed with yes. great wealth. Even Job, mm-hmm. uh, you know, who was who was blessed by God and then you took know, it all and away, then taken to the woodshed by Satan. But when he was restored, he was given twice as much. Wow. Than he had. So, so you know, wealth can be a sign of blessing from God in the Old Testament. Okay. And even in the New. Okay. Now, of course, in the New, you know, Jesus does say clearly multiple times how hard it is to, to have wealth, uh, be a member of his kingdom. Uh, but even so, in the, in the New Testament, mm-hmm. you know, the, the depiction of heaven is a, a depiction of a city where the streets are paved of gold. Yeah. And the gates are True. made of pearl. Okay. Um, so in other words, the wealth is not necessarily a bad thing. It can be a good thing. It right. can be a blessing. But greed is an excessive appetite uh, for for wealth. Okay. And so that, of course, I think the first verse that people come to when they think about greed, I would I would guess, would be where it says in, what, First Timothy, that mm-hmm. the love of money is the root of all evil. Yes. The love of money. And it's very important to get that word love in there, right? Right. That it's not money. It's is the not root of money. All. Yeah, it's, you need to be more exact. It's not even money is the root of all evil, uh, but the love of money is the root of all kinds of all evil. All kinds of evil. And so the yeah, I, read that. Sure. Okay, and it so, starts at 9, actually. 9 is it. Right. So this is 1 Timothy chapter 6, and we'll pick it up with verse uh, 9. So Paul is writing, but he said, But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. Okay. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. Yeah. And so it's it's the love of money, which can be root of all a whole host of evils, a whole variety sure. of evils. And it's this this excessive appetite to have more and more and more that, you know, nothing wrong with wanting more. But then there's a certain point where you've got enough. Right. And then that's that's where greed takes over. Okay. 
So there's kind of a line. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, yeah, because when you are, you know, the love of money and the, it starts out by saying that who want wealth or what does it go mm -hmm. search after? What, what is, how does it start again? Yeah, so it talks about these uh, these false apostles and he says in, in verse um, uh, in verse 4, so that these people who are puffed up with conceit and they have an unhealthy craving for controversy and constant, they sow constant friction among the people. Mm -hmm. They imagine that godliness would be a means of gain. Right. Uh, and then Paul goes on to say that, no, there's great gain in godliness with contentment. Okay. So, okay, you know. right. Yeah, because when you start just going after it so much, usually you go down the wrong path. Yeah. I mean, once you, when you know, you just, there are a lot of ill-gotten ways to get money, I think. And, yeah. You know. Yeah, and then money, you know, uh, money is leverage, so to speak. Yeah. And so the, the bigger the lever, the bigger the lever, the bigger the lever, the more damage you can do, okay. both to yourself and to other people. And so money gives people the resources uh, to really make some big mistakes if they yes. choose to do that. Right. Now, of course, you don't need money to do that. I mean, no. people are perfectly oh, yeah. capable of making sure. terrible mistakes without money. Right. But, and on the flip side, with money, you can do a whole lot of good. Absolutely. And, you know, the church wouldn't run without um, generosity from people, mm -hmm. you know, hospitals being built. I mean, the things that Christians have done in the world um, took money. Right. Right? Yeah. So, there, so there's nothing wrong with wealth per se, but it's the it's the excessive love for it that, that becomes exactly. sin. Right. And and probably that's the flip side of it. Generosity and, and giving is how mm -hmm. you avoid becoming greedy. Yeah, I would say giving and then contentment. And again, in this okay. First Timothy 6 passage, mm -hmm. uh, he's, Paul says, you know, there was great gain in godliness with contentment, for we brought nothing into this world, and we will bring nothing out of it. Mm -hmm. But if we have food and clothing, well, then with those we will be content. Yeah. For those who are, desire to be rich, fall into all kinds of temptation. Right. And he goes on from there. He goes on. But that, that's really the, the key, is, you know, there's, God doesn't want you to, uh, to have nothing in this world. Right. You know, God wants you to have enough food, shelter, clothing, to provide for yourself and your family, uh, to provide for the church, you know, to go out to dinner, have a house. I mean, all these okay. things are good. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a certain point where you have to say, I am content. Yes. I have been blessed. This is good enough for me. Right. That's a great point. I think I have a couple verses here that, that he does, um, that the scripture does tie those things together. In Hebrews 13, 5, it says, keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Yeah. And then it says, for he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. In other words, Jesus is enough, yeah. right? He will, it's a weird thing to say after saying, free yourself from the love of money and be content. And then to quote Jesus saying, I will never leave you nor forsake, forsake you. you. Basically it means, you know, Jesus is enough for us. Yeah. We can be content in that. And then in Ecclesiastes 5.10, it says, he who loves money will not be satisfied with money nor he who loves wealth with his income. And that is probably the pit mm -hmm. you get into, kind yeah. of, the, or the yeah. treadmill kind of thing. Because, yeah, I think people have said that. I mean, if who have earned lots of money, piled up money, like, well, what's enough? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, are you going to say, well, I have a million dollars in the bank. I can be good now. It generally doesn't work like that. You generally, you know, yeah. want more and more and more, right? Yeah, and that's I think that's what Paul is getting to. Yeah. He, he says that it's, uh, how does he put it? And it's, uh, the, it's through this craving that some have wandered away and pierced right. themselves with many pangs. This idea of always wanting more, more, yep. more, more. Mm -hmm. And it's that desire for more, which is greed. Right. That's that's the thing. Now, yeah. we, we spend a little bit of time re rehabilitating wealth, right? So now we got to uh, talk about the, 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 the curse and the, the damnation of greed. Okay. Uh, just, you know, get both sides of the equation. Okay. Uh, and so, you know, uh, Paul also writes, this is 1 Corinthians 6. So let me flip to... 
that. Okay. Uh, so I, I think we've, we've made a pretty good point that wealth in and of itself is not bad, but right. it's the excessive love of it that's bad. And then let's not talk about, you know, yeah, but that it's bad. I mean, the excessive love is truly, truly bad. Okay. This is a, a terrible thing. So this is 1 Corinthians 6. And so Paul is taking the Corinthian church to the, the woodshed there. Okay. And he says, um, 1 Corinthians 6, verse 9, Paul writes, Do not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And so he's saying right, you know, straight out. Greedy. This is, yeah, the, the greedy mm -hmm. are among those who are excluded from God's kingdom. Okay. And so you've got to be really careful about it. Yeah. And there's a great parable about that in Luke, uh, Luke chapter 12. It's the parable of the rich fool. Mm. And it is the only parable in which God himself speaks. So, you know, all the parables are about God hmm. in some sense or another. But normally God is behind the uh, behind a figure. So a figure, yeah. The father, you know, the father, the, the master, yeah, or something okay. like that. Right? Okay. I did not think. Okay. Let's hear this. Yeah, but here's the, the parable of the rich fool. It's Luke chapter 12. Okay. Um, and we'll pick it up with verse 16. And Jesus told them a parable saying, the land of a rich man produced plentifully. And he thought to himself, what shall I do? For I have nowhere to store my crops. He said, I will do this. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and all my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. Mm -hmm. But God said to him, you fool, this night your soul is required of you. And the things you have prepared, whose shall they be? And so is the one who lays up treasure for himself, but is not rich toward God. Oh, boy. So it's the only parable where God, as God, appears and speaks, wow. and he calls somebody a fool. Oh, my. And so that's a pretty stark warning not to be like the rich man, that you know, he has this, literally, it's a bumper crop, right? I mean, more right. than his barns can handle. Okay. Uh, and so he has enough and more than enough, but he's not content with it. He says, ah, oh, well, I'll just build bigger barns so I can store that, okay. too. God says, hmm. Fool. You fool. Hmm. That's tough. So it's we, we got to keep that in mind that right. you know the greed is it, it is a bad bad thing. It can it can damn people. It can keep people out of the kingdom. Okay. Well, before we talk about how the antidote to greed, how mm -hmm. we which we're going to talk about tithing, I think, or just yes. giving, mm -hmm. being generous right. and giving. Okay. We also kind of have to talk about the you know it's interesting because the world we live in, everything we can buy everything like literally with a click. Yeah, right. That's they crazy. made it yeah. so easy to, especially like Amazon or if you follow, um, if you're on Instagram now, I just listened to this very interesting podcast actually about um, how motherhood, I guess, is that the way I want to say it, has been kind of commodified. Like at these, there's these little, they're called uh, Instagram millionaires or something. I don't know what it is. But anyways, there you now you can click on the pictures on Instagram and literally buy the life, right? So let's say this woman, this mom, she's got her two kids in the picture, everything in the picture, their clothes, the kids, the mom's clothes, oh the, 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 the food that's in the background in the perfect kitchen, right? You There's an app now that you just can click on it. These ladies who are doing this, wow. you just can buy it. It's called the shoppable life, right? So I can wow. try to make my life just like this woman's by buying everything she has in her picture. Wow. Right. So this is a hard thing for, I mean, if this is the what we're faced with daily, you know, this idea of greed, we see everybody's life in, in perfect, you know, 
pictures um, on social media. And now we have the opportunity if we want it to buy that life. Right. And it's just tough. I think it's a tough, it's a tough thing for people when they can buy whatever they want, whenever they want quickly. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I I absolutely hear you. Yeah. And And that's probably more of a female thing. I mean, I don't, you didn't even know that existed. I just found out that you could do that. Um, no, that's crazy. That's, yeah. that's just crazy. Wow. Well, well, that's uh, <laughs> just a little aside. No, so we, so we struggle with our wants become, we struggle with more with wants and needs than probably any time in history. I would say, I mean, more people yeah. have indisposable, disposable, I'm sorry, income than probably ever before. Right. Yeah. And I'd Maybe. say, you know, again, this, this is the, the words of, uh, of Paul coming true for us and trying to flip to him madly here. Okay. These are the words of Paul coming true, true, true for us. First, uh, first Timothy six. <laughs> we can do it. Yes. Okay. Uh, and it's through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many, many pangs. And that's what we're seeing. Yeah. Is that you know uh, Americans now live better, far yeah. better than we did fifty years ago, even five years ago. Mm-hmm. You know that we we instant access to everything. Yes. But are we any better for it? Well, probably I'd not. Say yeah. that many have wandered away from the faith. Okay. Many have pierced themselves with many pangs. Okay. I mean, I'm thinking about. You know, uh, other mothers looking online, and mm-hmm. then you know they they start the day thinking they're they're doing a good job right. as a wife and mother, and <laughs> right. then they see these right. commodified, shoppable lives, yep. and you know they end the day thinking they're terrible. Absolutely, well, nothing mm-hmm. has changed except this darn right. Instagram mm-hmm. photo. I mean, yes. for crying out loud. True. So I, I think that's an illustration of piercing yourselves with many pangs. Yeah. Amen. Okay, that's good. Well, so to avoid becoming greedy or mm-hmm. storing up for ourselves treasures on earth rather than mm-hmm. in heaven. Um, we give, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's the way to do it. And that's the way to, that's the way, it's the way to show money who's boss, right? Okay. Just like uh, we show our body who's boss when we fast. Precisely. Great connection. Thank you. And uh, that goes back to Jesus himself, who says in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter six, no one can serve two Two masters. masters. Right. You'll either love the one and hate the other, or you'll hate the one and love the other. Okay. But you cannot serve God and and mammon. Money. Yes. So you've got to... you can serve God, mm-hmm. but you've got to make money your servant. Okay. Right. And so that's it. And the way you make money your servant uh, is by giving it away. Yeah. And saying, you know what? I'm not going to be greedy. I'm going to let this go and give it away to someone else or something else mm-hmm. so that they can be blessed by what God has given me. And right. So that's, that's the antidote. And that's in the church, we call that tithing. Mm-hmm. Well, some of what are you, so yeah, you can give to other people, you can give to institutions. Right. But in the church, the reason why we call, we, we practice tithing is because that's the whole reason behind it is that we it's not it, it was god's in the first place by saying the first 10 percent is back right back to you it kind of frees us from that hoarding mentality right yeah it it, it, it gives us you know it loosens our grip i guess yeah exactly it loosens right. our grip and then it's uh because if you can if you can voluntarily let go of that first tithe that mm-hmm. first 10 percent mm-hmm. And then learn to live on a 90. You right. realize, well, I can clearly do this. Right. And then that stops you from, you know, wanting 110%. Yeah. If, if you're satisfied mm-hmm. with 90. Right. If you can be content with 90, then you're not right. pursuing the 110, which mm-hmm. leads into all kinds of right. badness. But it's hard to get That's there. I mean, I, you know, yeah. I struggled with that more than you. Um, and I've, you know, written about that before. But, um, you know, the Bible, I think you preached a sermon once about how this is the one place where God tells you yeah. to put him to the test, you know? Yeah. Do it. Try it and put God to the test and see if you're not blessed by it, right? Yeah, that's in Malachi. It's the Mm -hmm. only place in the entire Bible where God says, put me to the test Mm -hmm. in this and see whether I will not open up the storehouses Mm -hmm. of heaven and pour down such a blessing upon you. Yeah, and it might be a spiritual blessing. It might might not be. I mean, we're not sitting here saying you will be given back like Job double, you know, but it might be any, but God says he'll bless you in some way Mm -hmm. for doing that. 
Yeah, and it's a God. God will bless you. He has blessed us. Yeah, amen. Absolutely, has He blessed us? Mm -hmm. um, and you know, He prevents greed. Yeah. You, uh, yeah, you nip that greed in the bud. Yeah. So. That's the truth. Yep. Good. So wait, do we know what we're doing next week yet? Uh, no, no, I just wait until you tell me. What I we're know doing. that morning. I tell you, so. and we look at it and go, I don't know either. I'll have to, my list is in a folder. So, anyways, we will come back at you next week with another of the seven deadly sins. Looking forward to it.